Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't want to be scared of the conflicts. Hey, it's David. And you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. Your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show. And uh, if you checked out last episode, today we are not talking about toe socks. Still on the road. And uh, so I wanted to talk today about uh, culture and specifically one of the barriers that gets in the way um, frequently when you're trying to build culture. And it might be uh, rolling out new values in a team or all the way through an entire organization. So whatever role you serve and the way that you're leading, when you're rolling out values, when you're building culture, there is a specific challenge that gets in the way and many people ignore it. And so they'll get frustrated. And so Basically, what we're talking about is conflict between values. So when you're going to build a, a good corporate culture or team culture, you don't want to ignore the conflict between values. So what am I talking about here? Well, when it comes to building a great corporate culture, one of the most common frustrations that we'll hear from senior leaders and executives is, you know, something like, hey, look, we involved everybody. We worked together. We defined our values and we talk about them regularly. And yeah, people seem to appreciate the messaging. And yes, we saw changes at the start. There was effort there, but now it feels like we've stagnated. It's like people tried and then stopped. So if you can feel their pain, if that feels familiar to you, and you did do a fantastic job of thinking about your culture and engaging the whole team or the whole organization in defining the values, and maybe now everyone can recite the values and define them, but the culture hasn't changed, what's going on is that invisible barrier, that conflict. So getting back to culture, our favorite definition of culture, you've listened to the show for a while, you know this comes from marketing guru Seth Godin, and he says that culture is simply people like us do things like this. That's what culture is. So when people know and embrace your values, but you don't see those values being lived out, the problem is likely one of these two invisible conflicts. The first kind of conflict is conflict between the values themselves. And the second conflict is between the stated values and then leaders practiced values. So let's look at this first conflict, conflict between the values themselves. This is very common and frequently ignored. So let me give you an example. Let's say two of your values are quality and speed. The conflict between the two is obvious. In the absence of any other solutions or discussion, if you spend more time on quality, you get slower. If you go faster, you'll likely make more mistakes. Quality suffers. Here's another common example of this kind of values clash. Uh, many organizations we've worked with will have something along the lines of a human-centered work-life balance value, but they'll also have a we-do-what-it-takes kind of value, that work ethic. People genuinely want a human-centered workplace, and they also feel the pressure to beat their competition and please their customer through a strong work ethic. And those can clash. 
And if you have, say, five values, quick math in terms of the pairing, that's a potential for 10 different values clashes. So those are examples of clashes in between the values. Now let's talk about conflict between the values and practiced values. So this is the second type of values conflict, and it will cripple your culture and undermine employee confidence. It's a classic case of saying one thing but doing another. However, this isn't just pure hypocrisy. I know it's easy to dismiss it that way, but it's not always just hypocrisy. Often there are underlying reasons that leaders or managers don't fully embrace the new value. For example, if a manager's bonus depends on the number of units shipped, regardless of units returned, but the value is a quality value that says we prize quality, the manager is going to undermine that quality value, focus on volume, and pressure their team members to, who do try to go slower and focus on quality. And so you've got a built-in clash between the structure and how that manager is incentivized versus the value that's there too. If we don't address those, it's going to be a problem. And so when you don't address those kinds of conflicts, yes, they will undermine your culture. People feel like they can't win. You know, if I do this, I get dinged over here. If I do that, I'm in trouble on this one. And those no-win scenarios frustrate people and sap their motivation. And pretty soon, people just go back to doing the best they can to make it through. And your credibility suffers as all those shiny values. They're now just words on the wall. So what do we do about all this? To overcome these values clashes and, and build that great culture that you want. So the solution here, straightforward, the solution to these invisible cultural barriers, these conflicts, talk about them. Don't ignore them. Don't hide from them. When you launch any kind of change, whether it's new values or a new information system, you're going to have challenges. You want to call those challenges out. Shine a light on them. Let everyone know you want to know about them. Draw attention to those inevitable conflicts, and that's going to prepare people for the conflict. So it's not a surprise. So that employee that's caught between two values can say, oh, this is what they were talking about. Let's see, what should I do next? Instead of throwing up their hands and walking away in frustration. So here's some specific ways you can deal with uh, each kind of values conflict. So let's start with that clash between values when you've got competing values like speed or quality. So first we want to acknowledge it. Don't let the values conflict hide in the corner. Shine a light on it. Have the conversations about what they mean and what to do when they happen. And keep that conversation going as you move through the values rollout. And then you can use the next two steps as you're continuing the conversation. Define success. So if culture is people like us do things like this, then what do people like us do when there's a conflict between quality and speed? What does success look like then? And you can have those discussions together. Get your team together and talk about it. Make it a focus of conversation. And rarely are you going to find a perfect solution to every values conflict. It's more about optimizing, working together to talk about the interplay between the two. That will help everyone understand how to incorporate quality and speed in their daily work. Where are the trade-offs and when should we be making them? The discussions about what it means to have a work-life balance and a strong work ethic, they're going to reveal new ways of doing your work that maybe you hadn't thought about before. A lot of times those how-can-we conversations that combine two seemingly opposing values will lead to innovations and business process improvements. You'll never get those innovations if you don't have the discussions. Another really powerful way to 
help with these kinds of conflicts between values, and it's one of our favorites, is as you're rolling out culture change or values initiatives is to uh, have senior leaders tell stories, facilitate these senior leader storytelling about times that they faced this values clash and what they did. How did they handle it? These stories bring the conflicts alive. People can sink their teeth. Oh, I can feel, I can, I can sense that. I know what that looks like. It helps employees picture what it looks like to navigate the values. And those stories will help everyone see that there isn't a perfect implementation of culture or values. Sometimes you have to make hard choices. So don't shy away from that truth. Senior leaders' stories will help everyone see what it means to make those choices in their work. And then the final way you want to deal with these values clashes is celebrate when you see optimal outcomes. So hopefully you have a five by five communication plan. We've talked about in past episodes, communicating those key messages, your values rolls out, roll outs five times, five different ways, right? And hopefully you've already got scheduled celebrations of people living out the values as part of that plan. If not, you definitely want to be looking for ways to celebrate people, not just for living out the values, but specifically who faced a values clash and found an inspiring way through it. Tell their stories and reinforce what success looks like in the real world and real life when they did it. All right, now let's shift our attention over to the second kind of clash, when you've got a clash between the stated values and a leader's practiced values. The do what I say, not what I do kind of a thing. All right, so first, again, we're going to start by acknowledging the conflict. We don't want to shy away from the fact that these conflicts will happen. doesn't mean there's a bad person. It's part of life. It's part of rolling out and changing culture. You'll almost always have people make self-interested decisions that make perfect sense for them, but clash with your values. And the answer is not to just tell everyone, oh, don't do that. People will continue to do what makes sense to them. Rather, in calling attention to these kinds of conflicts, the potential for them, you're inviting everyone to look for them, look for the conflicts. So you might say something like, hey, we're not going to be surprised when they happen. Instead, we're going to look for areas where our structure doesn't align with our values and fix it. And on top of this, you want to make it safe to find solutions. And uh, the best way I can illustrate this is recently we were working with a client who I'll call Sue, uh, and she's got a significant need for some improvements, uh, process improvements, and to eliminate some employee errors that could save the business millions and millions of dollars every year and, and help them be much more competitive, um, improve their standing in the industry, all of the above, right? But as she tried to identify the improvement opportunities, she couldn't do it. She was stymied. The employees would make a mistake, and their immediate manager, feeling performance pressures in a fast-paced business, would berate them for the mistake with the goal of preventing it from happening again. And in that environment where mistakes were punished rather than looked at as opportunities to improve things, Sue couldn't have meaningful conversations about how to improve the systems that created the potential for the mistakes in the first place. So in the same way, when you first roll out new values or a major corporate culture change, you can make it safe to talk about resistance. Ask your managers about the conflicts they see. If you listen carefully and with appreciation, you'll learn where your systems and infrastructure undermine your values. And finally, you want to practice accountability with celebration. So as you listen and make needed structural changes, then it's time for accountability. 
There might be a manager or leader who just disagrees with the values or doesn't want to live by them, and that's okay. It's better to know and help them find an organization that's better suited to their values. You get more of what you celebrate and encourage, so at the same time, be sure to celebrate leaders and managers who bring those conflicts to light, help to solve them, and incorporate the values in their work. Fixing your systems, helping misaligned leaders to go, and celebrating leaders who address values clashes reinforce your commitments to culture, and those visible examples send the message that you really mean it. This isn't just talk. You're not afraid of it. It's going to happen. Let's deal with it. So that's the second kind of values clash. So with both of these, when you're willing to do the work and address these values conflicts, people will come with you. We've worked with organizations who have masterfully navigated these kinds of conflicts, and the results really are inspiring. The annual values awards have way more meaning and genuinely reinforce the corporate culture. So there you go. Expect the clashes in values. Expect the clashes with actual behavior. Talk about them. Bring them to light. Have the conversations. Reinforce and celebrate success when you see it happening. And be the leader you want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.